Hello, everybody. Welcome to HG Movie Talk. Today, I am joined here by my co-host, Dean's Beans. Say hello, Dean's Beans. Hello, Dean's Beans. And today is an episode of Guest Fest, where we have a guest on, and we are going to talk about their best movie. And today, we have on Sir Superhero, a.k.a. Matthew. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi. How, how's, how's everything? Oh, going good. You know, I get up every day, record TikToks, do my homework. That's about it. But, you know, going, going well. Are you in college? Yeah, I'm a college junior. We all are in college. Nice. Besides nice. Dean. Well, uh, no, it university. is college. You just don't call okay. it. Okay. Mm. Well, college is high school for you, right? No, college is the step between high school and university. There's a What's... step. Wait, there's an extra step in there? Yeah, you Dude, they do things so weird. At 16. All right. Do you have middle school? Uh, where I grew up is the only place in the UK to have middle schools. It's it's pri- It's actually called primary and secondary schools. But did you have elementary? Okay, so you had four things before university? Three. You have primary school, secondary school, and then college, and then university. Okay. Okay, so wait, wait but we also have three, because we have like elementary school, middle school, high school. Yeah, so but both have three, but that's just like different. They yeah, start yeah, yeah. and stop at different places. This <laughs> is a really right. weird opening. But... It is. <laughs> you know what? I'm here for it. Well, I'm I just get excited. I just get excited when we have an American guest on because I can always team up and go on Dean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because there's not a lot that I can go up against because, I mean, they have free health care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta take what wins we have because there's very few. <laughs> we got a lot better cereals, man. We got a lot better cereals. That's fair. That's fair. I have a box of uh of Count Chocula that I am Ooh. resting my computer on so that it's at the right height for my face. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. I don't. Uh, yeah, tragic. He, he didn't even know what cinnamon toast crunch was, man. Didn't. That is a thing it. in the UK, though. I can. But get you it. didn't know what it was. No. Tragic. Tragic. All right, well, Dean, what do you say we get on and do the podcast? Yeah, yeah, let's right. get off with our... Loving this talk about British school week. and cereal podcast that I've apparently joined. <laughs> we do talk about cereal every week. That's, that's Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so our first question is usually, uh, how did you get started on TikTok? Like, how did that all begin for you? So I wish that I had, like, a fancy or cool or inspiring story to, to say... But the reality is, you know, it was like early 2021. I just started in like April. Um, It was early 2021. I was, you know, in college, in my apartment, but it was also like the height of COVID. So I wasn't doing anything. And I was just super bored and figured, what the heck? I'm going to start doing TikTok. And I did. And that's basically (laughs) the end of the story. That's funny, I don't... that's about mine too. Yeah. And mine. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many people who are really big on TikTok now that just started based on like, ah, screw it. And I love, I love that. That's one of the great things about TikTok is that that's like a viable path to success. Right. <laughs> See, I started watching, I started watching your videos like pretty early on. Like, mm. like when you started, fil- you were filming like in the bathroom with like the mirror. Oh, and then that like, was, the- that was early then. Wow. I, got, I, I actually do remember that. Yeah. Thank you for the, the long time support then. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I, I think we would have become mutuals around then. Cause I remember it was. Yeah. It was, I know you were one of my, one of my first mutuals, one of the earlier ones. So. Thanks. And then, and I don't, I don't really know what happened because obviously I'd watch all your videos, but I never like go on your profile. And I remember being like, oh yeah, he's got like 50,000 followers. And then I go on your profile and I'm like, oh, that's gone up. <sighs> like, okay. Again, I, I wish that I had some like, cool inspiring story as to why i grew so fast again i don't i don't know what happened i i wish i people ask me and i'm like i don't know (laughs) it just happened so well see i've been watching you for a while yeah and you're you've been like crushing it lately yeah the past it it slowly started to go back down a little bit but there was a period of like three weeks where I gained over a hundred thousand followers, like almost 200,000. I don't know why <laughs> I'm not well, arguing with it, but like, I didn't do anything different. 
like I, I say I don't know why like I mean I don't want to like sell myself short I want to sound confident I'm proud of the stuff I do I put hard work into it but nothing changed it started skyrocketing that's what you know that's what confuses me about it well I mean I've been seeing a lot of that uh Captain America oh series. the yes. Captain America I keep series. seeing those ones as well actually the Captain America series is killing me <laughs> but but they're so good <laughs> it's it's ending soon it's ending soon I'm gonna do another one today because I've started switching it to like kind of every other day I'm doing another one today and then I think at the end of this week, I have I have teamed up with some other some other TikTokers for a sort of 400k special and finale to the Captain America series, where I'm putting way more effort than I need to into it, and it's it's going to be great. I have I guess I can go ahead and say this: give give people your podcast a little preview. You guys know who Mateus Ward is? Yeah, I don't know, I'm I'm doing a collab with Mateus Ward, which is very that's wow. big for me. I'm excited about that. So yeah. You, you guys get a first look at what my 400k special is going to be. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll I get think... a, This should be out bef- after then, right? Okay, regard, I don't know how this, long you take. This comes out next Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, then yeah, then next you week. guys... Yeah, a week today. Then you you two, ex- you two specifically, not your <laughs> listeners, you two specifically are okay. getting a first look at I'm what my 400k special will right be. Now. I'm going to tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just make TikTok videos about it. Be like, get me some, get me some hype. Um, yeah um so so would was there any one specific video you remember blowing up did you did you always kind of post the same thing or I do remember the first video that that you know absolutely exploded and it was talking about the Avengers of 1 million BC like the prehistoric Avengers Mm. uh which I think specifically the part of it that uh that made it so popular was I like really casually mentioned that there's a version of Ghost Rider who rides a flaming mammoth and that everyone freaked out and that video got over a million views. Uh, and that was the thing that really that really set me going. Interesting, I just I just redid uh, a video about that Ghost Rider because I'm doing kind of a Halloween series. I did another video about him, you know, several months later and that one also is doing pretty well. People just like flaming mammoths i guess right i mean it's awesome so yes yeah, it is that, i think that might have been the first video i saw of yours it would not surprise me at all it was the yeah, first yeah, of that a lot of people saw like so like, if, if you did, sorry since you started on tiktok have you always been posting the same kind of videos or yeah pretty much i mean it's it's evolved slightly as i you know as i think is natural because originally i did a little bit more like series stuff I talked more about like specific books and then I very quickly learned that talking about specific characters is is better than that so you know it switched a little bit more from focusing on like book to focusing on character and story uh but the core of it has remained the same I find a cool thing and I tell people about it that's that's my philosophy I think like comic book TikTok is like just does well because everybody loves Marvel right now but nobody really knows anything yeah yeah that's a that's a good point because like marvel is huge right now it's like one of the biggest entertainment things end of sentence but the mcu has like touched it's just it's just dipped its toe into the weirdness that is the sea of comics and you know i just kind of like i find cool stuff and and tell people about it and that's the the success of the mcu has you know of course also been my success right so I have a very important question for you. Go Ooh. ahead. Sorry, Dean. This is way more important I'm in, than your I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. The, the thing behind you right now, is that a shower curtain? <laughs> okay, I'll tell the story of the shower curtain again. <laughs> so I've, I've, I love this story. It's so good. So, yeah, uh, it is a shower curtain. Uh, I originally, you mentioned this earlier. I originally started filming in my bathroom, holding my phone up mm-hmm. to a mirror like a lot of people do, because that was just the easiest thing for me at the time. Uh, And because I am a very cool and mature adult, I have a Spider-Man shower curtain for children in my bathroom. As one does. uh, Or I had one. And that kind of became like sort of an iconic thing of my channel because it was like, you know how like Straw Hat Goofy has like the the mic pinch that he does. Like it's a very iconic thing. That sort of became the thing that people recognized me for, like the the immediate key that who who they were watching. Uh, And so when I moved out of that apartment and went back home for the summer, uh, I was like, well, I can't really lose the shower curtain, can I? It's, <laughs> it's a thing and it's funny. And so I put the shower curtain up in my bedroom. I used it as the background for a set. And this is actually, I've moved back to college now for, for the semester, but this is still up in my bedroom. There's just a wall behind this. But yes, it is a shower curtain. 
Okay, so the big question now is what do you have as a shower curtain? Oh, it's got a shark on it. <laughs> it's a shark. It's it is equally childish, but That's it's awesome, not though. Marvel bread. I think the funniest thing about the shower curtain is like a lot of people think that I'm still filming in a bathroom, which is really funny to me because that means that somehow like rather than assume that I put a shower curtain up in a bedroom, they assume that I have dragged these shelves full of all my collectibles into my bathroom, I guess. That's the move. Yeah, you know, that's the it's it's what a lot of people have jumped to. And I often be like, no, it is a shower curtain. You're right about the first part, but I am not, in fact, in my bathroom anymore. As a person who has had, you know, some TikTok success along with Dean, I can say that people are dumb. <laughs> In the nicest I mean, way possible. Yeah. Okay. Let me preface this. I the vast, vast majority of my followers, I love them. My my community is is very, very great on the whole. Like I do not see nearly as much toxicity as you might expect from like a fandom-based thing. Um, yeah, you're not wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a piercing on my nose. And the amount of comments being like, that's a weird looking mole. It blows my I'm mind. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a mole for like one video. Well, see, you're the idiot. <laughs> you're, you're that 1%, Dean. It's just you. I was commenting. I just went on my second accounts and just. <laughs> <laughs> but you made another account just for that. Yes. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. want him to know it was me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my, fun. my final question <laughs> is like. Now, what drives you to make your videos? I oh, that's a good question. It's like, a, it's a loaded question. That's <sighs> a good. It's a good one. It's one I have to think about for a second. Like, I really, okay. Here's here's a good one. I really, really, really like stories and fiction in general. Like, just fiction is very important to me. I view it as like a key part of life, and I like bringing that to other people. It's like, like I said mm. earlier, it's like I find something cool and I talk about it. I like finding stories that are, you know, interesting and intriguing and because it's TikTok, often just cool and stupid. And when I find these stories, I share them with people. And that's that's what I love to do. And so that's why I've kept up doing it to this day. That's really neat. Good for you. Thank you. So I, I have another question. Because you're, I think you're the first person we've had on who's more of like a comics guy than a mm -hmm. movie guy. So is comics your preferred storytelling medium for uh i would say yes i i read and watch things of all types but I'm, i am also a writer uh when i write i i work in comics funny enough i actually have to do like a screenplay format writing thing for another project that i'm working on so it, it's funny that you asked me that today because that's what i'm going to do immediately after this podcast is go write like a screenplay thing but uh nice. but yeah comics is my my preferred medium it's what i've been into since i was a kid why I got into comics specifically, couldn't really tell you. It just sort of happened, but that's that's always been been you know the core of the core of what I like. Interesting. Well, we're not going to talk about comics today. We will be talking about movies. Yes. And you have chosen your favorite movie as Chronicle. I have, which you know, it's a superhero movie. I don't think anybody is surprised, but it's a. It's a weird superhero movie. It's a, very, so. it's a very niche superhero movie. Very, very niche. I've never seen movie. it. You've never Neither. seen it. Oh, well, I've seen oh, it now. You've recommended okay. it. Okay, okay, but. okay. So, what did you think then? You know, let me ask the question to someone who just watched it. What do you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very interesting, and I, I think what I found interesting about it is that it used like the the, the superpowers more as like a plot device than an actual genre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I found interesting because I've always had ideas of watching of what because because people complain that superhero movies can be too formulaic, which mm -hmm. is definitely true. Whether it's Marvel or DC, they all fall yeah. under the same. I can't deny that tropes. And I I think what, what, there, there's certain superhero movies I'm watching and I'd be like, oh, that would be really cool if they if they did this instead. And this movie actually brought in some of those elements that I've independently thought of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, what about you? <laughs> oh, well, so I, I had no, I, I knew this was a superhero esque movie starring Dane DeHaan 
or however you say his last name. And that's it. I didn't know anything else mm-hmm. about it. And my dad was like, hey, we should watch the movie tonight. And I'm like, I have to watch this movie for a, a podcast. Should we watch it? And then we watched it. And then immediately I texted Dean and I'm like, dude, this movie's so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could recommend it to you then. I, I love getting people to watch Chronicle. <laughs> dude, it was, I, I think the thing that like really I really liked about it was the found footage trope in movies like in a like most movies gets really uninspired really quickly Mm -hmm. but this movie like constantly found new ways to like make it interesting and creative yeah so I thought that was a really interesting way they did it Mm -hmm. um yeah it's like just the base concept of like when all the elevator pitch that you really need for this movie and the way I've pitched it to my friends, it's like, it's a found footage superhero movie. And that alone is, is weird enough and unexpected enough that it immediately hooks people into it. Right. And it's like a found, a found footage superhero movie about like, but it's not just that it's about like kids getting superpowers. Yeah. What doesn't sound interesting about that? Honestly. It's fantastic. And okay. I guess, I assume I, sh- I should have asked this earlier. I assume spoilers are, are good on this. Do, is yeah, this we, a no we spo- just, we'll just say full spoilers. Uh, go okay, watch the okay. movie if you have already. It's okay, great. Yeah. And, it, and it's short. Something I really appreciate about this movie is it's a tight 90. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to, like with the format, it doesn't need to you know extend on forever. The, the plot of it is just like, I think the reason that I love Chronicles so much is if you just take it at like the base plot, it is a superhero movie. Like a lot of people call it a subversion of superhero movies, but like the plot is a superhero movie. Kids get superpowers and, you know, like through a tragic event, it leads them down different paths. But the thing that makes it so unique is while it does use a fairly traditional plot, it's about the bad guy. <laughs> like you never is, see, yeah. like so many superhero movies, if it's about the bad guy, the bad guy is going to have a like redemption arc where they're going to, you know, turn good. Chronicle does not do that. It tells a traditional good versus evil, the good guy wins, bad guy loses superhero movie from the perspective of the villain who does eventually lose. And that's so unique to see. And obviously there's a lot more nuance than just the black and white good versus evil. But like at its very core, it's a normal superhero movie about the villain. And I just absolutely love that concept. So fantastic. What I was going to ask is, do you want to just... Tell us about your first time watching this movie. and Yeah, okay, I can do that. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, it was sometime over quarantine, which, you know, I could not pinpoint a point in linear time when it happened because every day was the same. But I remember watching it because I think it was Dan Slott, who's a comic book writer, if you're not familiar with that. Uh, Dan Slott recommended it on Twitter. And I was just like, oh, Dan, I like Dan Slott stuff. Let's see what this movie's about. And I was really bored one night. And I watched it. And uh, like you said, Harlan, I I did not know anything about it going in. It was like, it's a superhero movie. I know who the the cast is. Let's see what this is about. And I remember like, as every major plot point happened, my jaw just kind of dropped. Cause I sort of, as having read so many comics, I sort of had an idea of where I thought the story was gonna progress. Cause I'm used to predicting that like superhero formula like we were talking about earlier. And then, there were just moments where I was like, oh, that's that's not a normal superhero movie. I think the specific one that I can most drill down on is the spider, the spider scene, mm. where uh, that's like the turning point where you're like, okay, this guy has villain tendencies. We're maybe going to see that, but we're not 100% sure. And then he rips that spider apart. And I, I remember out loud going, oh, shit, because <laughs> that's the point where you know it's like, oh, this is going to go downhill so quickly yeah mm-hmm. um there was like certain points where like you know going into the main character's family life he, he mm-hmm. had a lot of struggles and i'm like yeah this looks like the breeding ground for an, a, a, a villain and yeah. then he took around the spider and i'm like oh this is jeffrey dahmer <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> It's such a good character study of a supervillain that you don't get to see very often. Yeah. And yeah, and that, I think that is solely just because they they tell it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. No matter like how compelling 
a villain is in most superhero movies, they're always still somewhat a side character. Yeah. And and that's what, yeah, and this was yeah. was not that. Like it's the uh, you know, the antagonist of the movie is the good guy. Super rare to see, but I, I love it. And then I'm, this might be jumping ahead to something that we we're planning on talking about later, but they are making a sequel, which is very. Are they really? It's yes. Okay. Did you not? At the did you guys, to be honest, I don't. I can. I can look it up really quick. I'll. I'll look up who. Who's doing it? All I remember about it, um, it has a female cast now, and I don't recall. Okay, it's set ten years after the original. Uh, we don't know exactly what that is. Uh, like what the the plot of it is it's just it's got a female cast it's set 10 years after the original no writer or director has been announced which probably means that it's not going to be Josh Trank which is a little worrying but like I'm very intrigued to see how it happens because if you know they're they sort of left it open for a sequel not directly but like Matt yeah, is they, still around yeah, yeah. being yeah. presumably being a little bit more heroic so I'm really curious to see if we're going to see, like, is it going to be like just another movie set in the same world? Or is this going to be a direct sequel where we're going to get to see consequences of the original, namely like Matt actually going through and kind of finishing out his heroic journey? See, I find it because Josh Trank, I, I did a little, like a little research on this movie after I watched it. But like he, he, this was like a passion project for him. Like he yeah. was developing it for a while. And then yeah. he got a co-writer, and then um, he did this, and then he did Fanforstic, and now nobody really likes him. <laughs> yeah, Fanforstic is—it's an interesting one. And and looking especially at Fanforstic, it's kind of amazing that they came from the like. You can see the similarities between Fanforstic and Chronicle if you look really hard, but like, <laughs> there's so many differences in tone. Fanforstic is just—it's just odd. The, it's the just in- odd. Yeah, the interesting part about that for me is like a lot of bad superhero movies like amazing spider-man 2 or stuff like that like a lot of it is bad because of like you have direct reasons like direct studio interference but when you look at stuff like fan stick part of the I, I suppose it's part of the narrative we've been told is like josh trank did a bad job on this as well as the studio and stuff like that which does make this movie more interesting for me yeah and I, I can provide a little bit of insight from a comics perspective on why Fanforstic is weird too, actually. Do it, um, please. So we have talked know, about it in a previous episode, actually. Oh, so the what you did you say you have or haven't? We've talked about Fanforstic before, yeah. Okay. Have you you know about like the Ultimates comics origin? Do you know what that is? I'll go over it quickly if you've talked about it in a previous episode, but go ahead. Harlan's shaking his head, so go ahead. Okay, so, you know, Marvel has a lot of different universes in their comics. That's a common thing, especially now that it's going through to the MCU. And one of their universes is called the Ultimates Universe. Uh, and it's it's weird and not great. It was basically Marvel's attempt to sort of, like, retell a lot of their original stories in a, like, darker, grittier, more realistic sense. And if you mm-hmm. watch Fanforstic, it very clearly takes more inspiration from the Ultimates version of Fantastic Four, not the main Fantastic Four that everyone was expecting. So like one of the reasons that it's so weird, and I'm not going to say that this justifies it, but I still think it's pretty bad. But one of the reasons that it was so odd is because it is not based on the source material that everyone was expecting it to be. Fanforstic is based on a spinoff of the Fantastic Four, basically. And that's why it's so, so strange what do you, I, I don't know I, I i mean i wasn't expecting to quiz you but do you know like what things they brought over it's like, like the origin because like well yeah but like what i would have to i would have to look it up again because i don't i i don't know a lot about the ultimate universe like by design i try not to because <laughs> for example quicksilver and scarlet witch that's are the example i was about to say yeah they, makes, yeah, yeah. They are still siblings and also dating. So I just stay away from the old. And Wolverine's in a bush watching or something like that. It's it's so I there's a, there's a this is getting derailed, but it's it's funny. So I want to talk about it. One of my favorite pages, I mean, you know, favorite because I love to laugh at it. One of my favorite comic pages ever is a page from Ultimates where uh, it's the Avengers and they're all like outside of the Avengers Mansion or whatever. And Scarlet Witch is wearing a super skimpy costume. And Captain America comes up to her and is like, 
hey, so you should probably change your costume because that like doesn't really fit the vibe of like what the Avengers are supposed to stand for, you know? And Quicksilver gets super offended by it. Like Wanda's fine. She doesn't really care, but Quicksilver gets very buttered about it and they like leave in a huff. And then Captain America turns to Hawkeye and is like, the heck was that all about? And Hawkeye goes, yeah, so uh, I guess you didn't know this. They're romantically involved, which would be very bad for the Avengers if uh, that got out. And so I'm going to go kill him. And that's the end of the page. <laughs> and it's like, there's so many wild twists and turns in that one page where you just get to the end of it. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. And so, yeah, that's, that's the wow. ultimate universe in a nutshell right there. It's not good. <laughs> Wow, they really went all uh, they they went all in for that one. Yeah, the one good thing that the Ultimate Universe gave us was Miles Morales. Miles came out of the ulti- yeah, he yeah. came out of the Ultimate Universe. And if you ask any Marvel fan what's the best thing out of the Ultimate Universe, I can guarantee you with hundred percent certainty they will say Miles and nothing else was good. <laughs> Maybe the Maker, but that's that's unrelated. Yeah. Um, going back to Chronicle, yes, like <laughs> this movie, I, I have a Blu-ray list which is basically movies that I want to own on Blu-ray and I need that list. So I just don't buy every movie I see. Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I put this movie on my list. I really like this movie, but there are a couple cons, not, not yeah. cons, but like something, something about the, like, I think the biggest is hard to avoid is the CGI. Like, yeah. I think like this movie could like, there's just like, four or five things that I saw and I'm like that looks a little shoddy but I could never tell you what it was yeah yeah and I mean I guess like you could make the argument that they're sort of trying to get around that by having like found footage like I guess they don't need to have the best CGI if it's found footage but no I I agree with you that it it can be a little spotty in times and it's not but some is like for it. some is mind-blowing oh yeah some is great it's, it's just yeah. inconsistent I did look this up while I was watching because I was interested and it had a budget of about 12 million, which, which would explain that. Like you can go, oh, yeah, this movie that's, is bad. CGI that's not huge. Because of, because, because of the budget. And then like, I know this is the example everyone uses and I don't think it's as bad as everyone says, but then a movie like Black, Panth- Black Panther, which has a budget literally 10 times that, that having some dodgy CGI is a bit like more. Yeah. Like, yeah annoying because you're like you have enough money to sort this out just 12 like for a movie where three kids flying around is like one of the core things that you're gonna see that's that's not high at all no not at all um yeah when it comes to that how did they do that i don't know am i ever going to know probably not um (laughs) and 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 the other thing and i feel like this is more of a critique i saw about the movie and less of one that i thought like when I was watching the movie, there's like the one character I have a problem with is I think it's oh I forget his name, but like that one like female love interest, uh, the, yeah, that was really like uh, like from a writing standpoint, it was probably just a way to get another camera in there. Yeah, um, I mean yeah, definitely because they needed yeah, when you have the, the villain recording all the footage, you're gonna need to have some other yeah. camera in there. It's not gonna not gonna flow right. So yeah, you're you're not wrong again. Like that's she's the other camera. But but then again, she's like in five minutes. So like it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a question we do I, we have asked all of our guests is do you do you have any issues? Do do you have any issues with this movie? Is there anything that you like dislike or you would change about it? Or is it just a perfect movie for you? Okay, see, I have to, I have to think. I know one. I I generally tend to focus on uh, on the writing in in movies and shows and things because that's you know that's what I am. I'm a writer. I focus a lot on the story, and so I, I I'll fully admit that I often don't really like notice CGI problems or things like that when I'm in the movie because I'm very invested in the story. And then someone afterwards will point out like, oh, this part sucked, and I'll be like, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> So I'd have to think, I think the story is excellent. I don't have any notable things that I would change there. I mean, thinking about it again, like having the, 
I don't, dang, I don't, I come, come back to that. If we remember, cause that's cool. a good question that I feel like I have an answer for, but I can't get there. You know, I also need to watch it again. I haven't yeah. watched it for like, like a couple months, which I, I should have watched it before this, but I did not have time. So no, you're dead. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, the question, the other question I normally ask is I'll start with Harlan for this one. What's your favorite moment of this movie? Oh, I was just thinking about it. my favorite moment. Um, oh, man. Come back to me. I'm thinking. I okay. I'll go with my one if because I, I I think it's a very well done moment when um his dad comes into the hospital room, mm-hmm. and and he's and he sits down and he's crying and I I think this moment is so well written and and performed because you think originally like oh this like this monster is finally feeling some remorse and like he's sad about his son and then and then it completely just goes in a different direction when he starts talking and then it goes in a different direction once again when the entire building just explodes like it's two very compelling and like took me by surprise twists there which really worked yeah. That one, like that one, like 0.5 second clip where like he just wakes up and grabs his hand, was so well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think my I mentioned it earlier, but I can go in a little bit more in depth. I think one of my favorite moments is is when he rips the spider when Andrew rips the spider in half because it's such a or rips the legs off. It's such a good like way to show just everything that you need to in that one scene he's killing something small obviously that's like a very clear dog whistle that he's a villain but it also directly plays into like the apex predator nature that they're going to bring into the rest of the movie like Mm. having him killing something small like that is not just a oh he's evil it's an oh he's evil in a way that fits and they also do it in a cool way that showcases the strength of his abilities because you know he's not just killing the spider he is individually taking the legs off that shows his nature and the ability like the level of control that he has all in one very quick scene without saying a single word and as someone who's a big nerd for like superpowers and using them in creative ways i love that and a runner-up to my my favorite scene which is more of just a shock moment and less of a writing thing because i it shocked me when i was watching it uh in the climax when i don't remember exactly how it flows but like matt's up on top of a building or in the air and he's not entirely sure where Andrew is. And then Andrew just hurls the entire bus at him. And yeah. that yeah. just, that moment was like, oh no. It's the bus horn a couple of times and then the bus yes. just really sells it. You're like, what, what, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bus, the entire bus just coming out of nowhere is such a, like it's, it's, it's a shock moment. I know it's a shock moment, but man, it's one that I liked. <laughs> I think, okay, thinking about this, I think my favorite part of the movie might just be like, the finale because i'm i'm hesitant like because i haven't been like comparing this to enough movies so i'm hesitant to call it like one of the best superhero movies but i can confidently say this is like one of the best superhero finales yeah ever for sure especially because one i think my specific moment that blew my mind was like they were for because they stuck to the found footage idea and they were having like helicopter footage and like on ground and i'm like oh this is going to get a bit tiresome if we can't hear them talk when they're fighting and then andrew just takes all the phones at the that's, from the yeah, like, on the that's such a tower. good villain moment man I, I love that villain moment Amazing. and then i was like oh damn they did it they they did it somehow mm-hmm. and it was that was awesome the way that they balanced like dialogue and character development and emotional storytelling while also having two superheroes throwing buses at each other like they it was such a perfect balance for a finale because it gives the action and it gives the emotional weight that people want yeah beautiful beautifully done and like during that whole finale because like andrew has like those burns and he's like falling apart it 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 makes you feel for him so much more as he's like kind of like descending into madness it it was Mm -hmm. so good yeah. Again, I'm very glad that I could recommend it to you because it, it seems like you really, really like it. I really liked it because because I watched it with like my dad and my brother, and we were all like, "How did? Why did we hear about this movie before? Because it's I, new. It's not like old. 
Yeah, it's like 2012, right? So it's I, like, was, it's... I, I, I was going to say earlier on, I think if the, I was going to say if this movie came out more recently, I think it would have been massive. Oh, because huge. Because 2012 is the, like, it, it's the start of the superhero boom, I think, because that's Avengers year. And then from then mm-hmm. on, it just gets bigger and bigger. If this came out, like, like if like Brightburn was like this, because Brightburn yeah. is similar in some regards. Yeah. If Brightburn was like this, I think we'd have the trilogy by now it would have been massive oh yeah if this had it like because it was it was a new take on a superhero story but before people were like looking for that yeah like exactly yeah yeah it's gotten better over time because we've just gotten more and more used to the yeah to the genre yeah And when after I watched this, I was like, did this movie bomb? Is that why I never heard about it? It didn't really bomb. It made $122 million. It like it did all right, especially yeah. on such a small budget. But they just never made a sequel. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those movies that's like I wouldn't necessarily call it a cult classic, but like if you mention Chronicle to someone who's like in the comic book community, especially. Nine times out of ten, they're going to be like, oh my god, I love Chronicle. If you mention it to someone who is not like deeply ingrained in superhero culture and stuff, they're not going to have any idea what that movie is. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting like that. I'm, yeah. I it think the sequel is going to be interesting. Yeah, that's why I think the sequel is going to be interesting. Because like, on the one hand, while I want it to be good, I really don't see a path where it's going to be fantastic and I'm, I'm speaking too soon you know I haven't seen it yet we haven't we just know like the base plot maybe it's going to be fantastic I still have hope but I do hope that when the sequel comes out it will drive more people back to the original <laughs> it, should, it will yeah mm-hmm. um, something I find interesting and I'm kind of glad the, the, the first one didn't take this route is they never explained anything about how they got their powers besides nope. they touched this weird glowing thing and mm-hmm. i was kind of like personally dreading that part of the story of them figuring it out and it was kind of a breath of fresh air just to be like you don't need to know it it was just a glowing rock in the dirt and they yeah it. that that's kind of what i mean when it was like i i was waiting for the moment where it's like oh yes he's turned evil because the alien rock is infecting him or whatever mm-hmm. speaking of brightburn that's what happens in that but um i i think that's that does lend itself to the kind of this isn't like a movie in the superhero genre as much as it just uses the tropes of that i think it's just like like, like i said at the start i think the superpowers are more like a plot device than a, than the genre which i think really works yeah. yeah it tells you what the characters know and that lends itself well to you know being a found footage movie it's like one i think one thing that defines the superhero genre especially right now with the rise of cinematic universes and i mean you know comics have always been like that but is like interconnectedness everything has an explanation everything usually you know connects to something else if there's an opportunity for somebody else to get superpowers they're going to and while that's awesome, I love that. I love those super interconnected worlds. It is a breath of fresh air to see this is a kid with a camera. He's obviously part of something bigger. He doesn't know what that is. And you're, you as the viewer are not going to either. You get to see the very close snapshot of what he sees. And it's such a differentiation that it's that's amazing. Right. And uh, that's one of my main fears for this new sequel. Because like it's just like, you don't, how, how do I say this? For like that, like rock, right? You don't need to think of a story. Like it's right there for you to yeah. do. You don't have to think hard about it. Yeah. But like Chronicle doesn't take that route. They take like, you know, okay, how can we make this like a personal story without talking mm-hmm. about a space rock? I think if you if you bring, I mean, like, well, I'll do what I do best and overthink things. Let's just say the rock is aliens, right? Because that I think makes the most sense. It's some sort mm-hmm. of alien thing that made a hole in the ground after it crashed. That said, I think the second you bring aliens into the universe of Chronicle, it's going to lose like all of its charm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It needs to be smaller scale and it can have its big moments. But if the story is too big, that will immediately become a bad thing. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Such a good movie, though, man. <laughs> I love it. Dean, do you want to see the aliens, or are you anti-alien? Um, anti-alien. It, it's 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 a difficult one because um, if you're doing a sequel, you have to explore that in more depth because mm-hmm. if you don't do that, then story-wise, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to yeah. continue the story of the first. But then, I think they'd have to be very careful about how they do it. I think they could just. I think you could just go oh. Because it's interesting that the hole's been covered up and everything. And I think if they're going to try and go like the least explaining as possible, they could just go, oh, it, it was a meteor and the government found it and just finish it like that. I think just going, oh, it's a meteor would be yeah. the, the simplest way to do it. Yes. Yeah. Continue, Harold. Yeah, but like I'm, like I'm thinking like if they like even like addressed it, they're like, it's a meteor. I wouldn't, I would be like, okay, well now I have to know more. You know, like the, this is the peak of curiosity. I'd be like, ah, well, you got to tell me everything about it now. Yeah, I, w- I I'm thinking about this now. I think that it could it could draw inspiration from one other movie that in in the way that it does the aliens to make it work. I think if it sort of did its aliens in a similar way to Arrival. Have you seen Arrival? Mm. You guys? Yeah, yeah, I've seen like, Arrival. Yeah, Dean, have you seen Arrival or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like. The way that they just kind of again like the aliens are here we're not going to explain them beyond what you need but like also make them very like non-human very mysterious i think if chronicle took that like very sort of like not eldritch eldritch isn't the word but you kind of know what i'm what i'm going for there like very otherworldly take on Mm -hmm. the aliens that could be good but you know if the aliens become bad guys that they have to like punch to save the planet that's not good but if you sort of introduce the aliens as like these very otherworldly force that could contrast really well to the human elements of the story as a whole and that could work but it would be very very hard to pull off it'd be very hard and if they're mm-hmm. in, if they're introducing a new like female cast i i would that would probably be clo- next to impossible yeah because you can't yeah the only way that you could really like provide that contrast, like I said, is if you do it with characters that are already established. And if you're trying to build up a new cast of characters while also adding such big elements to the world, that seems difficult. I'm so curious whether Matt's going to be in the sequel or not. I don't think that's been confirmed or denied, but that will change like the whole landscape of what yeah. to expect from it. I could see him appearing being a good thing. I can see it, him appearing being a bad thing. I'm not going to take a stance as to whether I want it to or not, but I will definitively say that it will change my whole perception of the movie i i think you could if if we're pitching sequels i think what you could do is just give this this um group of women different superpowers in a different way and then have matt come back i think that could work for trying to still remain it unexplored because then i think different superpowers something still simple like telekinesis would would work as well yeah different superpowers i also think like they could do an an interesting thing and this this again would be it'd be easy to fall into like more standard superhero tropes but if you did something where they all had different powers i think that could provide an interesting new take from the original because one of the big Mm. points of the original is like these characters are all presented with the same thing here's how their stories diverge or diverge from that if you wanted to take it in a different way and tell sort of a different story in the same style you could have them get different powers and sort of tell a, a more human story of like how are these people with such different abilities going to like coexist or not coexist because this is chronicle and one of them could end up being evil you know that could be a, a very interesting take but and i do you, agree with you Dean. different powers other than telekinesis is is definitely the way to go and you could also do it more interesting by doing the classic comic book thing and giving them powers that reflect their personality and then that yeah drives <laughs> yeah. them for sure um yeah. so i found a quote from producer john davis talking about chronicle 2 Ooh. it kind of gives us a little bit more um i don't know if you've heard this matthew but it kind of gives a little bit anyway more insight so it'll it will have been taken 10 years since the events happened in seattle um and a lot of it's going to deal with fake news and real news and cover-ups oh i did hear that okay and these women are just finishing college um they are empowered to see their journey 
So hmm. it looks like I, they probably shouldn't be. It's going to focus more on like the government and news and the legacy of what. The yeah, first it, movie. that could actually. Yeah. Talking about the legacy of the first one, that could be really easy because it would be very. Like, say, you know, I'm trying to just, you know, script out a rough like. We know Matt exists in this universe. We know he has powers. We know he's been put a little bit more onto a path of using them for good. What if in the 10 year gap, something that he does goes very wrong. And now it's like, you know, that's sort of the fake news thing. It's like, he's, if he's presented as a villain when he's not, that could be, yeah, yeah, that could be really cool is having him be sort of the catalyst for that. And then he shows up, everyone thinks he's a bad guy he's actually not and then these girls with powers have to deal with that and stigma from oh that would that would be cool i'm i'm on board with going for the the fake news route that would be yeah. interesting it's an interesting one when is it what is it coming out i don't remember does it say is there like a rough is there a rough thing in that quote or article no. that you're looking at harlan no it's just like a one yeah if... thing the article was published in august okay so, uh, the... so that's recent enough yeah, um, like you said, there's no like announced director or writers, so they're definitely yeah. It's it's rest. it's very early stages. If there's no nobody yeah. announced, but just just August, there being news about it, it's probably not stuck in development hell. I'm assuming that's still actively actively working. And I don't I, shut up about Chronicles, so maybe I can <laughs> raise more awareness and and get people talking about it before the second one. I'm surprised they don't have Josh. Like automatically have Josh Trank coming out of the project. Yeah, that is really surprising. They might not want him though. After Fantastic Four drama, that might be the issue. Well, is yeah, it the same studio. Yes, it is. Because, oh, because, okay. Yeah. Well, I just found a quote. That's <laughs> this is about to change the uh, the whole vibe. Okay. No writer or director have been announced, but don't expect Josh Trank to be returning. In 2020, he told Polygon, I didn't really ever want to see Chronicle 2 happen. That was my worst nightmare. First of all, I'm not doing it. Second, if somebody else does it, then you know it's going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh, calm down. So Josh, is, Josh isn't coming. <laughs> Can, yeah. Josh wow. always seems like a fun guy from everything I hear about him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Man. He's just butthurt his Fantastic Four movie sucked. He, he, he is. He still talks about... I'll never forgive it for what it did to... I'm not even going to call him Doctor Doom. It wasn't Doom. Um... <laughs> Doom's one of my favorite villains, and they got everything wrong. Anyway, I'm not going to derail this whole thing into a fanforstic discussion again. They, they somehow did it worse than the other one. Absolutely. I don't even hate the other one. The other one's campy, but like... Okay, I've, I've said this before, and I'm, I'm not the first person to say it. A lot of people have said it. By far by miles and miles the best fantastic four movie that we have ever gotten is called the incredibles yes <laughs> oh don't get dean started he loves the Incredibles. oh i also <laughs> love the incredible that was a candidate for me saying my uh my my favorite movie oh it's and, so I, and then i ended up with like now nah, let's go with chronicle but i i freaking love the incredibles it's one of my favorite superhero movies ever yeah it's fantastic what do you think? Okay, here's a question. Then. What do you think about the second one? Because I know there, the second one is uh, is more controversial. See, I do, I do like the second one, but the first one is kind of like like a parody of 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 the superhero genre and kind of like a twist yeah. on it, where the, where the second one isn't in any way. It just works as a decent, yeah. Superhero movie. Okay, we're we're kind of in the same boat. I like both, but the first is is better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like the second one tries to in some aspects try to you know because like looking at how elastigirl is like more capitalized and they're trying to boot up her yeah film. but but when it comes down to it it is more of a sequel to the first one instead of a twist on the superhero genre yeah i because yeah. it's the family yeah. drama that works in the Mm-hmm. Yeah. First. And that's exactly why it's the best Fantastic Four movie, because that's what it's exactly. supposed to be. And also yeah. their powers are basically the same. <laughs> Not only do There's I no love Jessica the Incredibles, Alba. but I love the Fantastic Four so much. And as yeah. I shut up about in the in our Fant Four stick episode, I'm I just want Marvel to do it right now. And it's the movie I'm most looking forward to of theirs, I think. It's I mean, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm really curious as to how 
it's going to work. I'm, okay, do you have do you have a cast in mind? Do you have any people that you I've done a few play? TikToks about this, and to be honest, I I I don't remember, but I'm not too fast. I think John Krasinski isn't the choice I'd go for personally. Just that's the one everyone says. Mm-hmm. But I can look at you. I can probably find who I did for mine. Do you do you have a cast in mind? I know one. I'm I'm not too picky, but I don't know if either of you have ever uh, have ever seen a show called The Good Place. Yeah. Uh, William Jackson Harper, the guy who plays Cheaty, would be the best Reed Richards they could possibly get. I actually think he's my one. If I've, I've definitely yeah, said him in I, the past. He I think... would be amazing as Reed. He would be fantastic. And I desperately want him to be Reed. Let me find it. And I think it's possible. I think it's it's possible. Yeah. Because, because... There, was, there was a rumor like months ago that they were going for an entirely non-white um yeah i don't i don't know if that's true i mean it yeah, might be yeah. i don't remember seeing it but i can say this in the comics this is me going back to deep comics lore but you know it's relevant to the movie uh in the comics kang the conqueror otherwise known as the guy that we saw at the end of loki uh is a distant is, is a descendant of reed richards and yeah. so having him be black suggests that they're going to cast a black actor for Reed too, since they're like directly related and fingers crossed it's William Jackson Harper. I want him to do it so bad. I have found my list and William Jackson Harper is my Reed Richards. Yep. Oh, yeah. we only got to read the entire list. Yeah, yeah. now read the, whole list. read the whole list. Um, I've got Gillian Jacobs as Sue Storm. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. The, the, um, she's, I can't remember the character's name in community. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I don't remember the name either, but. Um, for Johnny Storm, I've got Zac Efron, or yeah. um, I can never remember how to say his name. It's I think it's Dacre Montgomery, who is the um, who is the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Who, oh, okay. I think um, he would be much more interesting. He's uh, he's the um, I, okay. Hold on, I gotta he's look like him the up. Villain of Stranger Things series. I know. Three. I remember. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I remember who that is. And then for Ben Grimm. I don't know if I like these choices anymore. I've got two as well. One is Joe Mangin. I can never say his last name. Manginello. I think it's Manginello. I'm not sure either. We'll yeah, just assume I... that's right. And the other <laughs> one's David Denman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see most of those. Any Doctor Doom um, fan casts? My my top tier Doom fan cast would be Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, I know we've mm. already seen him in Doctor Strange, but like. Gemma Chan is coming back in uh, Eternals, and it's not like we would see Doom's face. Uh, yeah, I, I think that Mad Mads Mickelson would be an amazing Doom because, like, you know, it's really more about the voice for Doom, and like, I don't think having Doom's voice be like super deep would be the way to go. Uh, and Mads Mickelson has like the very intimidating voice, but it's also not just like guttural, stereotypical supervillain. I think he has like the more regal elements that you would need to voice do so right that would be that'd be my top two that's interesting have they announced the antagonist for fan force uh, i mean so no sorry, no sorry, sorry. no we're just anything. kind of assuming doom yeah, because no, i don't would you prefer a doctor doom solo project first because that's what i see a lot of people want okay there was actually talk of a doctor doom solo project that funny enough is vaguely similar to chronicle so i can did you guys hear about this this rumor? I, I I heard I heard about it, but I didn't hear the chronicle element of it. I don't think it's I not heard any I, details. Okay, if you didn't hear the details, then you'll you'll uh, you probably haven't heard. So what this was, this was a screenplay written by a guy a while ago. I don't remember the guy's name, unfortunately. And we know that Kevin Feige contacted him about it. I don't think it ever came to pass, but like there was interest in it, so it's possible. But what it was going to center around, uh, what the screenplay centered around, we know that. Uh, and it was an American reporter who essentially is sent to Latveria on an assignment and basically becomes like the only person who is like allowed to, to record and report on Doom. She basically becomes like Doom's personal reporter. And so we see it's, you know, we see Dr. Doom and all the things he's doing and the inner workings of Latveria through the perspective of this American reporter who kind of gets like accidentally way in over her head and involved in this much wider story, which I think would be Ooh. an amazing, amazing movie. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think if, if Marvel is going to do a, a proper villain 
led project because obviously there's Loki, but I don't think that counts. No, I, I mm, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Doom would be the clear choice, I think. Yeah, Doom would be amazing. I don't know if we're gonna see him in as an antagonist in the first Fantastic Four. Like there are other characters that I think would work better. I want Doom to take a similar role that Loki did in the in the first couple of phases of the MCU where like he is kind of both an, an ally and an antagonist and it sort of that's depends good, on what yeah. because that's the most in character thing that you could do for him and obviously his story wouldn't end the same way that you know Loki's is at right now but I think that having him be a more neutral figure definitely especially if you're setting up Kang there's definitely a lot of elements you can do of Doom versus Kang which I think oh, would be really yeah, interesting for sure Doom you versus could Kang do- is a huge thing you could do a Doom movie with Kang as the antagonist, I think would work. Yeah, that would be, that would be off. That's kind of, um, there's a Dr. Doom series that just came out a couple months back that I, that I have on my shelf. That's the wrong side over there. Um, that where Kang is a, a major part of that. Their relationship is very important in the comics. And I think that would be an awesome way to introduce him. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know enough about comics. <laughs> I mean, I could talk for hours about it if you would like me to. That's what I do every day. <laughs> okay, I have, I have one last Fantastic Four-related question. And I've also made a TikTok about this already. But do you have any Galactus fan casts? I don't. I remember actually seeing your Galactus fan cast video. I don't remember who you said, but I remember you talking about it. I don't think I directly have a Galactus fan cast, which is kind of odd. You'd think I would. But I don't, I really, I don't know. I'd have to, I don't have one prepared at least. I, I, my go-to is um, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh, that could be good. I can see that. Because I, 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 I think that. you do need to go kind of camp with your Galactus. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think, I think him being such an over-the-top, um, like deep voice, I, I think he yeah. can really sell it. He, yes, that's the exact thing I was talking about earlier, where it's like you, some characters need the overdramatic, deep supervillain voice, and Galactus is one of those. Doom is not. But for Galactus, you definitely need that. I think Liam Neeson would, would be a good a good cast for that. I'm really curious what tone they're going to bring to the Fantastic Four movie, because it like yeah, there are so many different directions that they could take it. There's there's a right way, dare I say, which is like going for the Incredibles style, like family dynamic centered thing but they could also take it in a more campy direction. They could also try to take it in an edgier direction, though after Fan 4 Stick, I doubt that's going to be their play. And also it's John Watts. Yeah, that, that's so also I, true. It worries me about this. And nothing against John Watts, just fanta- like I said, Fantastic Four is what I'm most looking forward to, and I just want the best. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's that. I think he's very middle of the road as a director. Yeah, it will be an interesting movie. For sure. Because we don't like, I'm trying to, to think. All that we know is that it's happening and we saw a four logo, right? Like there's no other details on it yeah, other that, than yeah. just John it's happening Watts. and here's a logo. And John and John Watts, yes. Yeah, that's all we know. So there is like there is probably a lot more prepared since we know who's directing. Just haven't haven't gotten that info yet. Who knows? Someday yeah. soon. That's what I'm most looking forward to, I think. So, I mean, that's Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah. No Way Home, man. I'm excited for No Way Home. I want to get invited to the No Way Home premiere. I don't know how I go about doing that, but... I want it. Yeah, I need to figure out. I want to know how to get to the to the premieres as well in London. I don't think... So. I don't think that you can. I have, I have talked exactly. to somebody. Exactly. I, I won't say who, just in case I'm not supposed to, to say. Uh, someone is, uh, told me, like, you don't get to them. Marvel contacts you. Exactly. That's and it's what entirely I random. <laughs> so if if they were going to invite me to any premiere, like, come on. I've been I setting think, myself up. <laughs> I think now now like it's going to be next... Morbius, the next one after you're invited to instead. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine? <laughs> oh my God, getting invited. I actually, I, I would freaking love to go to them. Like, jokes aside, I would love to go to the Morbius premiere because I am... Okay, here's the thing. I'm genuinely really excited for Morbius. I'm very hyped for that movie. 
because I know it's going to be horrible. <laughs> like It's not going to be good. It's going to be terrible. And I'm kind of excited for it, like going in with absolutely total bottom of the barrel expectations. That, that was the second that I was really worried where that sentence <laughs> oh, was going. God, no, it's going to suck. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. See, what we just have to do, Dean, you need to get some, well, I guess you have the Spider-Verse memorabilia. For the next, like, three months, I just need to be wearing sleeveless shirts. Because <laughs> if you don't... I, ha- I have a Spider-Man tattoo. Okay, yeah, that makes that... That, that, that yeah, that a bit weird. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but I was like, oh, is this like... Are you threatening? Are you threatening them? <laughs> I was about to say he's flirting with Kevin Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my... Twig arms. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Spider-Man tattoo makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. I'm not, I'm not trying to show off. It's I'm just going to put words, Marvel UK, please contact me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know somebody, somebody at Marvel watches my TikToks. Statistically, yeah, somebody does. So we just gotta, we just gotta hope that it's somebody with the power to make that happen. All, all I'm hoping is that because I'm in the UK, there's a, a smaller pool to choose from. That's all. That's yeah. the one thing I've got going for me. Well, Dude, what okay. UK Marvel creators are there? You you gun Theories as hard team. for it as you can when Captain Britain inevitably comes out. Yeah, oh, ca- <laughs> if when Captain Britain comes out. <laughs> but yeah, Theories by T is another. Yeah, he's the only one I can comics. think of that's yeah. big. Yeah, same here. I can't think of it. Well, there you go. I'm the second biggest Marvel creator in the UK, definitively. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that's good. Man, those premieres. I want to I wanna go. Someday. Someday, I'm sure Dude, I'll make it. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, so dialing you back to Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> i like this, this sort of cyclical <laughs> cyclical way we've been doing this this is what happens every time every oh, single you know, time i wasn't being sarcastic it's a good vibe <laughs> oh no honestly um, we've gotten less distracted today than usual i think ah. yeah oh my god there is spotlight no it was um we talked about the prestige but instead of talking about the prestige we literally talked about spider-man for the entire time <laughs> okay because the guy said the amazing spider-man 2 is really good I need to Sorry. see The Amazing Spider-Man 2 again. It's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Anyway. I, I'm watching all of them before No Way Home. Anyway. I was going to do that and then that that play with some friends, but that fell through. We might still we might still make it happen. We'll see. Anyway, back to Chronicle again. <laughs> okay, starting with Dean. If you had to rate this out of 10, what would you rate it? I think I'd go 9. I'd probably go 9 too. I was I also going to say 9. <laughs> I think like the only thing that doesn't put it at the 10 are like, like I said, like those, those very, very minuscule story elements that like you need in the movie, but just were possibly with like an extra 10 minutes could have been like a better part in the movie. But like yeah. besides those little tiny things, it's a really good movie. Yeah, for I me, mean, there's there's nothing specific that it that it that it does wrong. I think there's just still something missing, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't put things at like tens out of tens or fives out of five super often. So, you know, nine is pretty much as, as high as I'll reasonably go without something being like the best thing I've ever seen. And there's very little that I can criticize about Chronicle. So yeah, right. easy to average solid nine from, from this group. <laughs> <laughs> solid average. There you go. Solid average. So thank yeah. you for joining us, uh, Matthew. Oh yeah, yeah it was a great time. Out. Thank you for having me. Again, like I've said, I'm very glad that I could introduce you guys to Chronicle. I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it so much. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> all, yeah. So all your links will be in the bio and everything. If people somehow haven't seen your TikToks before and want to go check them out, is there anything else you want to plug or? Uh, no, I guess, I guess I'll plug my, my second account because I have that now. So most of you probably know me uh, as Sir Superhero where I talk about Marvel stuff, but I do have a second account on TikTok now uh, called Sir Supervillain, unsurprisingly, where I talk about other lore because people wanted to hear me explain, you know, things that I like besides Marvel. 
Uh, I've been talking about Power Rangers there. I've been talking about uh, lore of a game called Destiny. So if you like the way that I explain things in my style of video, go check out Sir Supervillain uh, if you want to hear more of that. See, I followed that, but the entire time I just thought it was your evil stepbrother, your evil twin brother. <laughs> yeah, see, I was a little confused. Okay, no, yeah. no. Okay, well, I wasn't going to get, that was going to be a big reveal once <laughs> I hit 100K, Dean. So thanks for spoiling that. Uh, nice going, Dean. <laughs> we were, we were going to invite him on the podcast next week. Yeah. Oh, no, he hates you. Oh. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't ask him, you know, he's not the <laughs> nicest guy. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we got to find somebody else, Dean. Yeah, we'll, we'll go yeah. back to the drawing board of that one. Um, I wish you, I wish you luck in that. I'll, I'll email Kevin Feige. He doesn't respond to my emails about premieres, but I'll still ask him. Yeah, eventually. You spam Kevin Feige with enough emails and he's got to respond to you, right? Exactly. I think that's how it works. But yeah, thank you guys again for having me on. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, I was about to say it. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) See ya.